Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Rhythm and Bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito, joined alongside, as always, my tag team partner, your Grizzlies MC, Dustin Five Star. Kevin, happy Saturday. It is Saturday at Boy, 11 a.m. Do, do I have a bone to pick with you today? I know the Five Star Squad is listening, and I know we're going to get there, but I just want everybody to know, definitely have a bone to pick with you today on the show. I know. We'll get into that. You should be ashamed of yourself. Let me, let me set the stage on what we have coming up. Because you know what today is? Yeah. It is SummerSlam Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is the biggest party of the summer. SummerSlam's tomorrow. I, I don't know if you're excited about it, but we're, we're going to try to get excited about it. I'm going to try to be positive today in our SummerSlam preview. SummerSlam's going to be good. You like the card outside the main event? I'm trying to be positive. I'm just asking this as a question. You yeah, do? I mean, it's okay, right? The main event's exciting. Well, I think that uh, Nakamura and Jinder Mahal is going to be interesting. All right. Well, we'll talk more. We're going to preview There's a Summer- lot going on, too. We're going to so. preview SummerSlam with uh, Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member, uh, columnist for ESPN.com now. Yeah, yeah. I read that. He booked the entire McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight in, like, WWE format. It was pretty cool. And um, there's some rumors going on right now. I don't know if you've been on Twitter today, but there's a lot of rumors swirling about SummerSlam, so we'll talk to him about that and see what's true and what's not true. Andrew joins us before every WWE pay-per-view, which means he pretty much joins us every week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, yeah. But we got extended time with him today uh, because we're going to preview SummerSlam. Lots to preview to come up. Of course, uh, we're we're getting very close. Next week on the show, not only will we talk about what happened with SummerSlam, uh, next week with uh, and we got Brian Campbell joining us yeah. on next week's show from CBS Sports. Now he will be at SummerSlam live, right? Right, he'll be at SummerSlam, Good. so we'll get a live report from that. He'll also be later on that night at the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight uh, happening. So we'll talk to him about SummerSlam. We'll also preview Raw in Memphis because next week will be uh, our tradition. Anytime WWE comes to town, we do our casual fans guide. We kind of break down. Uh, this is how you need to uh, if you're going to Raw. This is how we're going to approach. Yes. When we're going to go take a break to go at the barbecue. Nachos, all right. That stuff. What to look for? 
you know, what to look for with a raw in Memphis, the surroundings, what's which, inside FedEx Forum, outside FedEx Forum. We'll have it all. Which they changed adver- they, what they're advertising now for the dark matches. So the dark matches, they have been advertising Roman Reigns. Uh, going against Braun Strowman. Right. They're still advertising that one. They were also advertising In Miz. a Memphis street fight. Right. 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 And they were <laughs> they were advertising uh, Dean versus The Miz. Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Right. They stopped advertising that. And this week, did you see the commercial in the new match? Well, I know that we had John Cena versus Samoa Joe. That's it, yeah. Okay, good. So, so that And that seems, of course, be to where they're going with the... Like, and there's going to be a John still, Cena Samoa Joe feud happening. Right. That still raises the question how does John Cena, I know he's a free agent and all that, but uh, with his matchup being a SmackDown matchup tomorrow at SummerSlam, how does he get to Raw here in the next couple of weeks? Samoa Joe or win- does he get to Samoa Raw? Samoa Joe wins the Universal title and Cena wants it. That's like, we'll ask we'll ask Andrew Goldstein when he That's joins. One way we'll talk about it. Uh, if you want to tweet us any of your SummerSlam predictions or thoughts, you can. I'm Ed Cerrito. Dustin's at Dustin Star. So we're gonna get to Andrew in a moment as we preview SummerSlam. But uh, um, of course, the biggest wrestling news of the week uh, is the news involving uh, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Yes, hands down, and no questions asked. Any Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling has to have the Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair's name on it. Don't tell Jerry Lawler that we said that. But what? What does Lawler not like Flair? Well, does you think Lawler thinks he's the greatest of all time? Maybe you all. Memphians yeah, do. Good point. Memphians in the 1980s little, little they would tell fact, you that Nature then, Boy Ric Flair was born where? Memphis, Tennessee. Right here in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a, it's a kind of known fact, as we found out at a wrestling trivia slam the other day. So our our, our thoughts, of course, with, with the Nature Boy, this uh, story has been nice, easy to follow because we don't really know for sure what his medical condition is. You know, Lawler has a heart attack on Raw. We know it's a heart attack. Right. And you can you know what could possibly happen from a heart attack, and you, you know how and, to react and follow the story. Right, and we're kind of linked to people that are close to the right. king, so we were able to get a lot more information, detailed specifics. And, and you can look, but this you can is also, different. and you can also like, you can look at like, okay, well, we know what happens when so and so had a heart attack, or we know, you know, you know, but we'd have no idea what's happening with Ric Flair. We don't know what, or do we? Like, what's the latest right, thing right. you know today about about uh, the nature? Board? We've heard everything from the heart to the colon to other organs, all sorts of stuff. We've heard that he's been at a routine checkup, but here is what we know: these are the facts, Kevin. What we know is that Ric Flair was rushed to the hospital Friday night after he complained about abdominal pains. So it wasn't a routine checkup. He was rushed to the hospital on Friday night. Flair was placed in a medically induced coma, and he underwent a surgical procedure on Monday. So from Friday to Monday, it's not looking very good. Flair is right now still in critical condition after suffering multiple organ problems. So it's been reported that some of his organs, especially his kidneys, I guess, are starting to but shut down. But that's still all, specu- lots all of speculation. All speculation. That's, that's the facts, though. And there's lots of other rumors and stories that of a pacemaker or colon surgery or it was the heart, it wasn't the heart. But that's what we know. And from the last that I heard, it sounded like it was pretty encouraging that he may pull through this. He might kick out. So well, I hope so. I mean, he, uh, you know, he was able. He entered three in that 1992 yes. Royal Rumble. I had just watched that in, Royal Rumble. Insurmountable odds. He pulled it off and became WWF champion. I, I believe uh, he, he can do it. He is the greatest of all time, and hopefully he does kick out. I mean, man, uh, he's, he's, still, I mean, he's still in it today. I mean, it was, it was scary earlier in the week. He's my very favorite wrestler growing up. 
Okay, so I want to just what? Share very oh favorite. my goodness! The king listens to this show. I did you know. the strut. The king the listens woo. to this show. You you're a native I mean, Memphian. He was not your favorite. Jerry Lawler was everybody's. Favorite. I always watch wrestling differently. There was my Memphis wrestling favorite because not everybody watched Memphis wrestling, but you know a lot of people did. So but, he was uh, your WCW favorite. Probably over WWE and WWF as well. He was my all-time favorite, so I remember an opportunity that I had at the Pyramid with the WWE and just walking down the hallway and, and just growing up and idolizing Ric Flair. This early in my career, Kevin, you just have to just imagine standing here at like Flynn Broadcasting and Arn Anderson and Ric Flair are walking down the hallway together towards you. Where was this at? This was at the Pyramid. Okay. It was kind of around when the NWO was just coming back with Nash and right, X-Pac so, and right. everything. And you were there? And I was just in awe. I was there. I was there for a booking. Okay. It was going to be a tryout opportunity, so I'm hanging out backstage. So did you wrestle on this show? I did not wrestle. That was a bar scene with oh. Eddie Guerrero and Stone Cold Steve Austin at Muggs. But I'll never forget okay. meeting Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. They were walking down the hallway towards me. And this is such a simple story, but I was just like in awe. Like, there's the four horsemen. I'm in the same right. locker room and on the same show as the Four Horsemen. It was the coolest what, thing about ever. About what year was this? 2000s. Oh early 2000s. Right. Uh, so what did you say when you – because I'm always uh, fascinated. Uh, 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 I didn't say anything. You did, I shook hands and said hello. I'm Dustin Starr. That just, was it. You didn't say, hey, hey, what's going on, Nate? And here's nice another to little fun you. fact. Uh, Derek King is going to hate me for telling this story, but um, Derek had some friends. He had Ric Flair's book, and they were out at a bar. Now, tell me if this sounds like a good idea. And they're kind of telling him, go get your book signed by Ric Flair. He's the greatest of all time. When who, are you going to meet wait, him again? Wait, who is this? This is Derek okay. at, at a bar, just okay. a random show. Ric Flair was there. Derek told me the story last week. D- Derek King. Derek former King. Grizzly weight champion. Yes. Walks up to Ric Flair. He's like, you know what? You guys are right. Walks up. Ric Flair, always been a big fan. Much respect. Can you sign my book? Flair literally looks at the floor, looks at the floor, looks all the way up to Derek's head, just looks at him. Goes to security and says uh, something about don't let the marks in here. So Derek hates Ric Flair because of that story. Don't <laughs> even, let the marks in. Even though he was friends with David Flair, Rick's Rick's son. Wow. So <laughs> Ric Flair's 30 for 30 is coming out later this this fall. I can't wait. I've been I, waiting on I'm it. I'm not sure where they are in their production schedule. I'm sure they had more stuff they wanted to ask. The Nature Boy on camera. You know, they're probably editing it together and probably, you know, there's more interviews you do right up until oh, time. Man. So I don't know if they're completely wrapped on that production or not. It will definitely be a fascinating watch uh, coming up. Um, any more flare stories? These are great. Um, yeah, I have I never have one, but it's kind of tacky. I have never met the Nature Boy. Unfortunately, you were not the you were not the MC. Uh, of the Grizzlies at the time that he was here for wrestling. No, but I heard that that was kind of an interesting story as well. Ric Flair is always Ric Flair. You put a microphone in front of him, he's going to be Ric Flair. And uh, I just remember Flair walking along the sidelines there and talking to all the NBA players and not even really paying attention to what's going on as far as his entertainment spot. Yep. Except for, woo! But Ric Flair, lots of Memphis connection, not only only born – not only born in Memphis, Tennessee, but also part of the Grizzly, uh, the very first, the inaugural Grizzlies wrestling night. Uh, I remember seeing Rick. Flair. And he's the greatest of all time. At Mid-South Coliseum, you- stripped all the way down into his Florida Gators uh, boxers and elbow dropped his jacket during a promo <laughs> at the Mid-South Coliseum. You, uh, yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> 
Oh man, it's gonna. Woo! But you you mentioned the you mentioned like the Mount Rushmore argument, and lots of people always want to bring this up anytime this comes. There's no disputing. Like it's it's a weird time to me to have this argument because there's nobody's going to dispute two names on a Mount Rushmore of Memphis wrestling or not Memphis of wrestling professional wrestling in general, right? Right. There's two names that are on your pro wrestling Mount Rushmore guaranteed. They have to be. It's Hogan. It's Flair. Right. They're both on there. Nobody's going to argue against that. Bottom so line. So it's bizarre to have that argument. Right now, because there's no disputing the flares on there. Right. So if you want to talk about other people, then nah, we say that for another time. But speaking of disputes, but but last thing last thing on flare for right now, and we'll ask Andrew about it in a, in a minute. But I just think it's appropriate, and I I really wanted this, and I'll say it again on the radio. But I don't know how many people we have listening in Orlando, Florida, or Anaheim, California. But I do think we need to organize some prayer vigils at Space Mountain. In both Orlando and Anaheim. But wrestling fans need to come together and do something at Space Mountain. Figure of speech for something else, Kevin, if you know what I'm saying. But it's also an analogy. The oldest ride in the park (laughs) still has the longest lines. All right, go ahead. Twitter is calling for your head. Twitter's the five star squad is calling for your head. All right, well, let's set this up for a second. Yes. Okay, okay. Occasionally. We do some live events, and we just recently had our live event, of course, the Wrestling Trivia Slam. It's right. so about five times a year we have these wrestling trivia events. Five times! Where uh, wrestling fans from across the Mid-South come out. It's a fun time. Uh, they cheer, they chant, they boo, they do all of this in order to win different prizes and all of that. And most recently we had one the other day. And in honor of Ric Flair, every question in the, in, uh, the uh, first round of the tournament, every, the first question... And every matchup of the first round of our tag team tournament was about the Nature Boy, Rick Boy. And everybody, woo! woo! And I'll tell you, I'll right, give so you we a set brief, the stage. It was a trivia night. Rundown. Beer Money, Inc. eliminated in the first round. The two-time defending champions eliminated early. The five-star squad made it to the final four. So and I'm going to give you an opportunity. It's wrestling trivia. Is I'm going to give you an opportunity to apologize to the five-star squad right here live on the air. Okay. Because they're calling for your head. You're jumping ahead still. People don't. If they weren't there, they you don't understand what's happening. You tell the people happening. what you did to the five-star squad. <sighs> Look, so it's wrestling trivia. We competed as uh, teams this time. Tag what was teams. the question? It was a tag team tournament. So pe- competing as duos. And you're answering questions. If you miss a question, you, you get eliminated from your matchup. Uh, and there was a controversial question, and I will take the blame. What was the question? Okay, well, there you go. I love that you're taking the blame. The I'm taking question full was, responsibility, but I'm not saying who, that the decision was wrong. It was absolutely the wrong. The situation occurred because of my mistake. Who is the first TNA world champion to wrestle John Cena? After first being former, TNA. After being former TNA world champion, right? Right. The first one. And it's AJ Styles. We got it correct. It was marked as you guys win. We're going on to the finals. But but then you were declared the winners, and then the decision was reversed because of Christian Cage, who was never TNA World Champion. He was NWA TNA World Champion. They're two different title lineages. They're two different championships. All, right. All the evidence was there. You restarted okay. the match. Okay. People listening that weren't there are very confused, Dustin. You said, y'all's team said. We got the answer correct. You said it was AJ. The other team said it was Christian. Right. Of who was the first TNA, former TNA champion to defeat John Cena after being TNA champion. And it was AJ Styles. AJ Styles is. First of all, has Christian ever defeated John Cena? 
Probably not. But it wasn't defeat. It was wrestle, right? Either, either It's your question, Kevin. Right. That's what I'm saying. The question, You're all mixed up this here. Is what I'm sa- the question was bad. That's what I'm saying. That's why the question had to get thrown out. The, the, the question bottom line was, is they're two totally different championships, and we got it correct. Okay. So The question – no, hold on. The question was worded uh, in a bad way, so it got thrown out to be fair. Mm. To be fair, it was thrown out. But it wasn't fair. And then you guys missed the, the next correct. question. What was the next question y'all missed? I can't even remember what it was. Right, because you're not even thinking about the ones that you— Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. We had already won. So the only reason that I am not going to tear you limb from limb in this studio like my five-star squad wants me to, Kevin, your only saving <laughs> grace today is that tomorrow's your birthday. It is my birthday tomorrow. So happy early birthday, Kevin. Thank you. You're the lucky. second biggest party of the summer will be happening at my house. Yeah, and you're, you got lucky today. <laughs> Shout out to my tag team. You just want to eat some cake? <laughs> Iron Mike Brewer, man. We kicked butt, and we would be the tag team champions. Okay. The, so the whole point of this story is you, you need to come out to the next wrestling trivia. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Lots of controversy. You talk, keep talking about your five star squad. You were getting booed out of the building. That's okay. There were other radio personalities <laughs> from other stations there, and I proved unequivocally beyond a shadow of a doubt that nobody knows pro wrestling like the five star squad. And you left off the you left off the the headline. The big story is that there was a cash in. There was. The, the place went nuts. <laughs> Seriously, if, Literally, not, right? if you have not come out to these wrestling <laughs> trivia nights, it's, it's we're formatting them now just like the actual events. So we had a money in the bank uh, trivia earlier in the summer. Somebody won a briefcase that they could cash in to challenge. He's a two-time champ, too, man. He was he, hard to beat. He cashed in with the winners of the tag team tournament, and it was a successful cash-in, unlike Baron Corbin's cash-in. Stole the championship title. Place went bananas. Right out from under him with one question. It was awesome. So wrestling trivia, it's a fun way for you to just, like, you go to Monday Night Raw in a couple weeks, they're not going to let you in the ring. You're not going to be able to compete. Well, if you get in there, do it at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to kick you out of the building. But at wrestling trivia, you actually get to compete. And just things that you, you just don't know what you know, know what's going to happen. It's going to be fun. So our next one of those is going to be uh, before the Survivor Series. We're already talking. Dustin oh, yeah. and I talking about how, how we should format uh, this one. And then... I'm talking with other people like, how can I screw over Dustin? So yeah, that's little, exactly what's m- going on. Multiple here. conversations already happening, but that will be happening uh, right before the Survivor Series. So uh, we will announce it on this show. But if you miss wrestling trivia the other night, a uh, very fun time over at the Memphis May Tap Room in Cooper Young. So, uh, yeah, so coming up, uh, we're going to preview SummerSlam. SummerSlam is tomorrow. Tomorrow. And it's the biggest party of the summer. We're going to preview it next. You're listening to Cerrito Live right here on Sports 56 at 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Monday night at the Casual Pint Highland Row, every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room, and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. 
or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right pickle scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We're here every Saturday in the 11 o'clock hour talking pro wrestling. Dustin Starr. Sitting right next to me, we're about to preview SummerSlam. The biggest party of the summer. Oh yeah, is tomorrow the WrestleMania of the summer. And if you're looking for a place to watch it, hey, you're not invited to. You are Dustin to yeah, to uh, Cerrito sec- Slam to Cerrito Slam, the second biggest party of the summer at my house. As uh, we celebrate my birthday, while we watch SummerSlam tomorrow. But uh, if you're looking for a place in Memphis to watch, there's no better place than King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. On Beale Street, your wrestling-themed bar in uh, the most popular entertainment district in the state of Tennessee. We've got it. It's right right there at 159 Beale Street. And it's the place to go for wrestling fans, whether you're watching a pay-per-view or not. Uh, they get $3 Fireball every single day. They're open seven days a week. Uh, they have all the pay-per-views, including SummerSlam tomorrow, on the TVs if you want to watch them. And they have drink specials all night while you cheer on your favorite superstars. Plus, you can dine on some pretty delicious food, including if you're hungry enough, you can get a Slam Burger. Or you can try those uh, fried barbecue ribs. Man, i got to try those. You've not had the fried barbecue but ribs? I always have the world-famous Slam Burger. It's good. It's you know big. how I love the burgers, man. But the best part of going to King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill on Beale Street. What's that? All the memorabilia. I mean, anything you want to see. They even have a statue of Muhammad Ali in there. I mean, you can sit everything. Sit on the King's throne and take your photo. In the VIP room below, the Jerry Lawler show, the old set, is all set up down there. You can take some selfies, act like you're hosting a show. Right. It is the place to go before and after any event at FedEx Forum, including it is our official. Pre-game destination for Raw is War, which is going to be here uh, in just a little over a week. Can't wait. A week from Monday, Raw and Memphis will be pre-gaming and more than likely post-gaming um, at King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. That's where you see all of your favorite uh, superstars. Not all of them. I can't say all of them, but plenty there of them. There should be a lot We're of hanging them. Up. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll be hanging out there after uh, after the event. Uh, it was so much fun last time we, we went there. Uh, packed. Packed out with wrestling fans um, for Raw. So that's King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill on Beale Street. So before every WWE pay-per-view, our buddy Andrew Goldstein joins us. He used to uh, be on the creative team for WWE. And he gives us his insight of the upcoming event. And today, man, we've got 30 minutes Wow. To preview the biggest party of the summer with Andrew Goldstein. Ainge Gold on Twitter joins us now. What's up, Andrew? Guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm a burger guy at Goldstein Andrew, and uh, you're talking about the Slam Burger. i got to come down to Memphis. And- Definitely. Oh, no, look at well, that. What happened? Now, you know what? This may be – this is this is uh, Kevin Leip's redemption right is here. He, is he at Kevin's house? Right <laughs> he now? might be. Is, is he in the I didn't know room? they knew each other. <laughs> but we had phone problems in hour number one. Um, 
And we just had Andrew drop off. We'll, we'll get him here uh, b- back on the line in a second. No, I've seen. Some I'm of sure the he's burgers. got good. He's yeah. calling us from Brooklyn. They got good cell service. It, some of the burgers that I've seen him post, he is definitely a foodie. He would love coming to Memphis. We'd have to really take him around to some of the uh, really good places here. Well, we need to. Burger Fest is right around the yeah. corner. I mean, if Andrew comes to Memphis, Burger Fest weekend, I will, I will uh, gift him my spot as a judge. He can have the spot there as a go. judge in Burger Fest if he wants to come, come to town. We'll go to Jerry Lawler's, but we'll also take, you know, he can judge. You can take my spot at the Best Memphis Burger Fest, Andrew, if you want, as a judge. Yo, I may just take you up on that. That'd be fantastic. You know I'm a burger guy, and uh, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. I got to get down to Memphis. Yeah, I got a guest room. It's waiting for you. All right, you're in Brooklyn right now. Are you going to SummerSlam? What's your plan? Uh, I am not going to the biggest party of the summer, but <laughs> I all last night I went to tons of auxiliary events, and uh, it was I, I went to JR's show, listened to Paul Heyman, really owned the room, said oh, some very, very nice. It, it, there wasn't a dry eye in the house at the end. Paul sort of paid tribute to JR and, and sort of his trials and tribulations that he's gone through the last couple of months with the loss of his wife. Very sweet moment, but a very hilarious show. Uh, that was pretty cool. And then we went to uh, uh, the, the cheap heat, heat and greet, and uh, we were graced by the presence of the modern-day Maharaja Jinder Mahal, the World Heavyweight Champion, showed up in the low, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It was, it, it was awesome. Very cool. Did he have- it's a really cool time to be in New York right now. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be fun. And that's even like because WrestleMania is in New Orleans next year. It's not a long drive from from Memphis. A very short train ride as well. Like, just I want. I'm just gonna be in New Orleans. I don't know if I'm gonna actually go to the actual event because there's so much going around uh, the events these days for SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, obviously in Brooklyn every year and wherever whoever's hosting WrestleMania. So this year. Um, just play, you could be there and do all this stuff. So you got to go to JR's show last night, and his his special guest was Paul Heyman. Anybody else there? At that I one? would love to hear Paul Heyman. He, I mean, how great was he as a speaker last night? It was so cool, dude. You know, Paul even said he's like, I don't do these things. I show up on TV, I make it special, and then I'm anonymous. I, I go home and I I'm with my family, I'm with my kids. I don't do public appearances. I don't do the signings. I don't do the comic con. But I showed up here because Jr. asked me personally, and he and he really, I mean, first of all, he was dropping f bombs. He was like, you know, doing this whole thing. He, he was telling great stories. Atlas Security. If you're a big ECW fan, you know the guys yep. from Atlas Security. They were there, so that was kind of a reunion for Paul. And uh, he kind of he, he kind of uh, cut a promo on Eric Bischoff off a of fun question. So it was really cool to just see Heyman do his thing, and Jim Ross kind of like took a back seat and let let Paul really own the room. But yeah. I do want to say, you know, one of the smart things WWE is doing with the, with these pay per view weekends is, you know, jumping off the music festival uh, trend that's happening. Like, you know, these, these whole weekend festivals. WrestleMania is a, basically a festival, and now SummerSlam in New York every year is a festival. There's a 2K event last night. NXT tonight, there's Ring of Honor shows, there's all kinds of other shows. It, it's really, really a fun time to be in the city where WWE is. They're all, all those superstars are all over the place. And the, at the heat and greet uh, last night, so Jinder Mahal, the champion, was there. Did he Did he have the the, the uh, championship belt with him? Or? He, he brought the title, oh, sat nice. down, he answered every question, he looked like a million bucks, couldn't be nicer. And I got to tell you, I, obviously we're going to get some predictions, but the thing I was going to say uh, with that 
I mean, the reaction, obviously the world champion walks in the room, people are going to go crazy, but he was over like I've never seen before. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the crowd, how the crowd reacts, because obviously the crowd, a New York crowd is going to love Nakamura. They're all very yeah. educated fans. Right. But the, uh, we were we were 100 or so deep, and people were going crazy for the modern-day Maharaja, so... It's it's really, really an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. That is really cool. When I was in developmental eight years ago, he was just starting out. We were at tryout camps together, and fast forward to right now, man, all that hard work is finally paying off. So big congrats to Jinder. If yeah, wow. He's yeah. he's WWE champion, and you're sitting with me here. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm co-hosting radio shows and television programs and helping fight <laughs> cancer, Kevin. Yeah, no big deal. Okay. Um, Jerk. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Andrew Goldstein is joining. Hey, us. did you hear? He already screwed me out of the trivia tag team championships over the week. Uh, well, I feel a heel turn coming in the now. <laughs> Dustin screwed Dustin. Uh, yeah. The uh, Andrew Goldstein is joining us uh, from New York, uh, site of SummerSlam tomorrow. Before we get into the SummerSlam card, we do need to talk a second with you about the Nature Boy Ric Flair. That's the biggest wrestling story Woo! by far uh, this week, if not this entire uh, year. Um, the greatest of all time, uh, not doing too well. Of course, you were around a lot of folks last night who have uh, close connections uh, with, with the Flair family. Were, were you able to get any new information last night? Well, I'll say this. I was wearing a Flair t-shirt. Most of the crowd, a lot of the crowd was wearing Flair t-shirts. There was a lot of love in all of the rooms we were in. And, uh, you know, the Nature Boy has been through a lot of battles in his career. And most, most of those battles uh, ended with the help of his friends. And I think this, this, this is one more battle that he, he needs the help of. Uh, he needs the help of some of his friends once again. Um, it's touch and go from what I hear, but, uh, I heard that, uh, again, I, I don't know. I heard that he, he is awake and, uh, you know, sort of making, you know, making that comeback. So, uh, prayers up for the nature boy. He's my number one of all time. He's my favorite. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, he's got, he's got more fight in him. I know it. All right, we're talking with Andrew Gold, Goldstein uh, from uh, from New York. So, do you have any uh, Rick Ric Flair stories uh, from your time in WWE? Did you have you interacted with him at all when you were there? Yeah, I teased it a little bit on Twitter with Dustin. I have a great, gr- my best story from my time at WWE involves Ric Flair. The problem with the story is it's a ve- it, it, there's a physical component to the story, but I'll do my <laughs> best to tell it and tell it quickly. There was a, it was during the rated RKO era of Randy Orton and Edge teaming up, and they had a personal issue with Flair at this time. And the bit was going to be Edge in the ring, cutting a promo, says, hey, going to throw it to my backstage correspondent, Randy Orton, who's standing by with Ric Flair. But at, when, he, when we cut to backstage, Ric Flair would be laying in a pool of his own blood as if Randy Orton had just attacked him. But on camera, we never see that attack. So Rick just had to be covered in blood. But he's not going to use any of it. He's going to do it the hard way. So I prepped Rick on all this, I said, and, and I said, what do you want to do? And he said, two minutes before Edge goes to the ring, just give me the heads up. So we get Edge, get, Edge starts walking to the ring, starts cutting his promo. I say, Nate, we're about to do this. He, his, with his taped finger, he just starts wiping at his forehead and then starts 
flexing to squeeze the blood out of his oh, head. Oh, man. Then he, then he starts swiping again at his forehead, flexes again. And then I was like, Nate, you have 30 seconds. He does a flat back bump on the cement. <laughs> this is not on camera. He does a flat back bump on the cement and says, Randy, open me the hard way. Randy gets on him and starts pounding his forehead because Randy has that blood on, on, on his taped hands oh, to make it look man. like he just attacked him. This is all for nothing. This is all this is an attack <laughs> just for an aesthetic. And then we do the deal. They cut to the back. Randy does his deal, uh, drags Rick from the backstage to the ring by his feet. They put the boots to him. And the best part of the story is cuts a commercial. Flair comes through the curtain, comes and finds me. And insecure Ric Flair, you know, off camera, he's very, he's very, uh, he's always seeking approval. He comes up to me and he says, how was that? It, it, was that good? It, it, are you happy with that? And I was just like, oh, my God, dude, you're covered, you're a crimson mask. You're covered in it. <laughs> that is so that, awesome. One of the cooler things I got to witness. Going above and beyond. Oh, jeez. Um, I could picture school, that very happening, old too. Very old school. I don't you know, if they would even allow that today. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they wouldn't, as we uh, have another dropped phone call from Andrew Goldstein. But, uh, I mean, in, in nature, you, you know, Flair. You could picture Flair doing that well, backstage, right? And as you've seen Flair age over you know, time, right, we've got to see him age uh, through the years. And you can definitely tell, like he, you can tell, is a guy who's bladed a lot. Oh and yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, from from his face, and it's just like you know, some of the guys have cosmetic. He even did surgery. it when he didn't have to do it. Right, right. Some of those guys have to have cosmetic medic surgery just to kind of clear that up because there's so much scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to speak out of school here, but I, I think King actually had some work done up there. Ooh, you know, in the in the south here, especially. There was a lot of bloody matches back in the day, but to have right. Flair doing it backstage before going on Raw. Right, you didn't need it. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> All right, Andrew's back with us. You with us, Andrew? Yes, sir. Sorry right. about that. No, that's fine. Uh, no worries. Okay, so let's get in. Let's get into SummerSlam. Get well soon, Nature Boy. Um, it's good news if he if he is awake. Um, that sounds uh, at least something positive uh, from this yeah, week. So, for sure. All right, so SummerSlam is tomorrow. And we usually don't have this much time to preview the pay-per-view. We're going to start, though, at the top because I think it is the most interesting match. And I'm going to try to be positive about the rest of the card. But uh, with SummerSlam being on my birthday this year, I'm holding it to a higher standard uh, than most pay-per-views. And I was a little disappointed (laughs) here. But, all right, so we've got uh, the big one is the main event, of course. Brock Lesnar, your current universal champion, uh, with Paul Heyman going against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. And Braun Strowman. Let's kind of let's start first with like how how would you book the match and how do you how do you see it you, going? You have to Either. throw in the stipulation though, and this is the a step, big part yeah. of the question There's here is if Brock Lesnar loses the championship, apparently him and Paul Heyman are leaving the WWE. Why did they do that? Are they leaving? Give your thoughts there, Andrew. Well, anytime there's a stipulation like that. It makes you think, well, why would they put the stipulation on it if if, if it's not going to lead to something? Right. Though in this case, though in this case, I think it's a little bit too early to jump on the Brock Lesnar, John Jones train. Brock's going back to the UFC. All of that takes a lot of time. I think there's a lot of money invested in Brock. There's a lot of money invested in Brock having a match at WrestleMania. We've heard the rumors of, you know, what Brock might be doing at WrestleMania. I think. Uh, all signs point to the title remaining on Brock's face, but if it, but obviously with four guys in the ring, as they've they've beaten into our heads each week, 
anybody can win this match. Brock does not have to be pinned. Brock can keep his heat by uh, not being pinned. Somebody can, um, I think they've teased, you know, the Samoa Joe choke out of Roman Reigns. I think that's a bit of a tease for a possible uh, finish to this match. So my my dark horse would be Samoa Joe because he does have a lot of uh, fan support right now. But I just don't see them taking the title off Brock. I think that they stick to their plan. They stick to Brock being champion leading into WrestleMania. I agree. I'm picking Brock Lesnar, Kevin. I do. Okay, here's the problem with the situation to me. I, I, they needed to put. They needed Goldberg to have that belt going into Mania. I think to add some credibility to that title that was so new and fresh, and then Brock taking it. But with Brock not ever being on television, it's hard to establish universal title as anything that I care about. But he's been on here recently, a lot actually, mm. leading into SummerSlam. He, he's been on every week, and he's definitely booked to appear in Memphis. Yes, the week after at, at Raw. Very so. good sign for us. Right time for, but for whether or not he's the champion, I don't know. It would be a great time for Braun Strowman to win, but I think Braun Strowman's not going to win because he's going to. I, he seems like a good candidate to win the Royal Rumble this year to me. Like, I said, depending on how much they believe in this guy, right. it's becoming a big time face that he is already. Kind of, like a Braun Strowman Royal Rumble win would be pretty cool, but that doesn't seem to fit with their plans. So, you know, who knows? They might well, we change. Know, stuff. We know one thing that won't happen, and that's Baron Corbin cashing in money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen. Yeah. We know that's not happening. <laughs> this uh, is true. We'll get to that. I gotta. I gotta believe that uh, they are working towards a Brock Braun match at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think this fatal four way will split into two in in two ways. I think we'll go off with Roman and Samoa Joe in a program, and I think we'll we'll go off on a. Uh, we'll finally get Braun uh, versus Brock at the next couple pay per views. Uh, that's just my thinking. Well, but if they want to put the title on Roman Reigns and have Reign, you know, Reigns versus Samoa Joe for the next couple months, and then you know you get the title out of the picture with Brock and Braun, that could be a way to go. I just don't think they're taking the title off Brock. I just don't think I don't think Braun and Roman are done yet. I think they're building this as one of those epic feuds, yeah, but- and it seems like. And Hell in the Cell is right around the corner. I don't know if it's a raw pay-per-view, but it does seem like a feud made for we're finally going to – what what will happen when Braun Strowman meets Roman Reigns in Hell in the Cell? We've seen them over and over and over again. I think they're – yeah, I think they're definitely going to change it up. I, you think so? I definitely see Roman, I and Bra, or Roman and Joe going on to their own program. Jim Ross said last night the money is in Brock versus Braun. I agree with that. That's why I would have I would have Braun Brock at at Mania, but um, and Braun winning the Royal Rumble, and that's why I wouldn't put the title on Braun right now. But I'm not Vince McMahon, so there's other scenarios people have thrown out there. Everybody wants you know I'm going out everywhere. I'm out every night of the week doing trivia and being. People want to talk to me about wrestling. Like there's so many different scenarios. What if this is the time Paul Heyman turns on Brock and teams up with Samoa Joe? I've heard this, and so Samoa Joe, uh, who's still. Still is is so new and fresh on the main roster that could become an intimidating monster uh, down the line if they want him to be. And there's another scenario that hey, what if Roman or the Shield find the Shield finally comes back together? This is what I would like to see: the idea of the Shield reunion because they've already got Dean and Seth. Because Roman is a heel, Seth is better as a heel, and Dean yeah. should probably be a heel because he's very he's he's stale right now. The Dean so, and Seth stuff has been really good. The people really want to see them fist. So ball. get the shield yeah. back together and let the crowd decide if they're face or heel. And then you it, go from look, there. If we come out of SummerSlam with Roman as the world champion and Seth and Dean as the tag team champion oh, yeah. and the shield is reunited, 
That'd be pretty cool. I, I I don't I don't know if that's if WWE is going that way, but that'd be pretty cool. And then on the topic of uh, Heyman turning on Brock to go with uh, Samoa Joe, this scenario was pitched was was asked as a question last night to Paul Heyman and Paul's answer, and it feels like a stock answer, but it's got some legitimacy to it. He says, "I'm never going to go with anyone other than Brock because I'm at the top of my game right now." And anything else would be less than the best, and mm. and so mm. I'm I'm sticking with Brock. But again, that could just be you know uh, chum chum in the waters for a big uh, big swerve. Yeah, it would the... be great. Yeah. I would love to see it. It'd be a major plot point. Unfortunately, major plot points don't always happen in pay per views anymore. They happen on Monday Night Raw. So again, I'm sticking with my prediction: Brock Lesnar over Days the Champion. Heyman Heyman really does. Uh know how to work these audiences yeah, when he, he does. does do these these uh types of uh, interviews but uh so he's not going to let anything out of the bag yeah. if it is a possible situation but don't forget SummerSlam was it not SummerSlam the boiler room brawl when Paul Bearer turned on the Undertaker that was unimaginable yeah yeah you're right and, and he teamed, uh, with, the, teamed up this, with mankind this might be a good time to put this in you mentioned Jim Ross we're mentioning different rumors we have heard that the Undertaker has been seen in New York Will we possibly yeah. see The Undertaker involved in SummerSlam? And could he be the reason that the championship changes hands or doesn't change hands? Could he get involved? I, I heard these rumors. I, yeah, that makes sense. To every, every, the two men that have, that have uh, put blemishes on his uh, perfect WrestleMania mark are in that match, so it makes sense if there is uh, lights out, lights back up, Taker in the ring, and uh, he avenges his... Uh, his two losses at WrestleMania, perhaps. I the where my brain went immediately when I heard that rumor was he shows up in uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. But I think it probably makes more sense that if he is going to uh, appear, it has something to do with the Fatal Four Way. But uh, I don't see it happening. Perhaps it's just a uh, I don't know. It's, it's good to have I, us I thinking had, about it, though. I, I, yeah, I haven't had enough time to process uh, a possible taker return because. I honestly, I mean, the guy just had another hip surgery. It was, you know, I I can't see it happening in any yeah. physical kind of way. Right. I mean, it does not going to happen on. Yeah, I just, I mean, it might happen, but I just don't see why it would because he doesn't need the money, and it's just it's it's time. It's well, time. and and I mentioned Jim Ross. You mentioned Jim Ross. He actually has been very vocal online saying that he doesn't think the Undertaker is done yet. That's true. So this is true. There's some, there's some smoke out we, there, so let's see if there's On some this fire. very show a couple weeks ago, we asked Dave Meltzer the same question, work or shoot is the Undertaker's retirement, exactly. and he just doesn't know either. It's not definite, but it does. Like his health doesn't make sense for the Undertaker. He's not in a situation where he needs the money unless he's been losing it somehow or something. Like This doesn't make sense for him not to just walk away, but he only has to work one day a year, and then maybe, yeah. maybe he can do Look, it. Look, he lights out, lights back up, he chokes slams somebody, somebody gets the pin. And then we don't see him again until WrestleMania. That's always an option with The Undertaker. Just because he shows up doesn't mean that he's got back to a full-time schedule. Oh, yeah. uh, and and with, a, with, with his body in the shape that it is, he could, he, he could, still, he could still choke slam uh, somebody, you know, give them the, 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 the last ride. So it's, or, or a tombstone. It's all still possible. I don't see it happening. All right, former WWE creative team member Andrew Goldstein is joining us. He joins us before every pay-per-view. You can follow him on Twitter at Ainge Gold. Okay, so that's the main event. Andrew, you tell me what match on this card besides that that you're, that you, uh, that's got your attention that you can't wait to see. 
After last night, after seeing the crowd pop for Jinder Mahal, I can't wait to see the entrances for uh, Jinder and Nakamura. And then that match is obviously, it, it, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, I think Jinder goes over. They're going to India in September. I don't think, uh, I don't think they've put all this money and time into Jinder Mahal as the world heavyweight champion to go to India with uh, Jinder Mahal not as the, the, the world heavy with, with the gold. So um, for that reason, I think Jinder Mahal goes over to the chagrin of uh, a lot of the fans, probably all the uh, internet internet wrestling community. But uh, I think we have a long time to go with Nakamura. So uh, I think Jinder goes over. And then obviously Owens, AJ, they, they haven't quite had the, the match that everybody thinks they're capable of having. I hope that happens tomorrow night. Uh, but with Shane as the referee, I think there there will be some shenanigans. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I agree with you 100% on the gender. I am on the gender bandwagon. I have been for a while. I think watching the crowd during that match is going to be one of the most one of the most funnest parts, if that's even a word. Uh, it's I, it's going to be fun to watch, <laughs> that's for sure, because I'm sure they're going to be chanting and just carrying on, kind of like uh, the WrestleMania Raw crowd. That'll be fun to yeah. watch. I mean, yeah, I, I guess gender's going to retain because it's. The, I don't understand he this feud. To. I don't understand yeah. this feud. They barely have, have been uh, interacting with each other since this match was set up. Uh, so who knows what's happening with that? Hopefully it is the end of AJ and Kevin Owens, who um, they both can put on put on great matches and they're two, two great wrestlers. And they, does that open the show? Possibly. Um, who knows? But, man, there's so many matches on here I just don't really have that much interest in, and I'm trying to be positive. Like, why is Randy Orton versus Rusev at all uh, on this card? Um, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I'm just – are there rumors that Bray Wyatt Kingston bring his uh, PowerPoint presentation with him to New York? Is that going to get him <laughs> involved in that I, match? <laughs> I I think, uh, you know, yeah, it's been a hate uh, uh, ill-thought-out way of introducing the demon, the bucket of red blood. I mean – if you're going to introduce the demon finally on the main roster, I don't think this was the best use of it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, it's a big stage. I think we're, we'll see the, the full demon entrance. Um, you know, aesthetically, it works. But very wise, the Eater of Worlds versus the demon that all works on paper. But uh, they really haven't delivered in terms of uh, plot points leading up to this match. But uh, I think it'll be a fun match. It's, it's two guys that the WWE is heavily invested in. So. Um, that's a, yeah, the build-up, not so much, but I think the match will, uh, will uh, exceed expectations. I, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, honestly, I'm excited to see the, the, the rematch of Tazawa and uh, Neville. Yeah, I've been interested in that. That's been really good. I'm and surprised I, I was, they switched the title before the pay-per-view, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. And I have to ask you, I am buying into the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins reunion. Will we crown new tag team champions at SummerSlam? I think so, 100%. I mean, that's been, I, I, that's been the second biggest story on Raw for the last month. And I don't think they, they would do that just to, just to keep, uh, you know, just to give the Cesaro and Sheamus a little more heat. So. I think the titles will switch and we'll, we'll continue this story of the, uh, the the reunion of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, two guys that there's not much left for them to do as singles right now. They're kind of left out of the uh, the, the, the top three main title pictures. So I think it's a natural place to put them is get a big babyface tag team back on Raw because the Hardys are kind of dropped down 
to mid card to uh, you know mid card status at this point. They're on the kickoff show this year. Yeah, yeah. And There's no babyface tag teams on Raw, so they, so what bigger team to, to create than Seth and Dean? Right, we're previewing SummerSlam with Andrew Goldstein. Follow him on Twitter at Ainge Gold. Yeah, the Hardys are in a six-man tag with with The Miz, uh, who's being misused for this show. Uh, the New Day apparently is possibly a, a pre pre show match. We uh, at least it's what's listed on right now. It, yeah. uh, going against the Usos, and they had the best match on the last SmackDown only pay per view. Um, we might have a, a cash in of the Women's Money in the Bank. Uh, Interesting point on there. Another one that I'm interested in, for some reason, I want to see Big Show versus Big Cass. You Cass. do want to see that. You want to I do, especially with all the the, circ- the rumors circulating about Enzo Amore. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with Enzo. Have you heard anything? Apparently he has well, major backstage fu- heat. Yeah, the funniest thing I heard is that he's like a shoot. He's afraid of heights. So this is like a little bit of a punishment. Oh. For his, because uh, he's not, you know, the rumors are that he's not very well liked backstage. Got a lot of quote unquote heat. He's, uh, you know, rubs some people the wrong way. So they take advantage of that, put him in the shark cage. Which to me, I love anything old school. You know, anything yeah. on a pole match. Put, you know, put. Uh, oh gosh. Put the manager, put the put the big mouth. Put, it's like Jim Cornette hanging over the stage, so uh, or hanging over the ring rather. Uh, I like it. I don't exactly have an idea of where this match is going to go, though. I do think Cass wins and hopefully uh, moves away from his uh, his breakup from Enzo and can move on to do bigger and better things. Right. Enzo can go to the cruiserweight division, possibly. Oh but Please. They, I would so love that. Rumor has it, this is kind of funny, just a little side story here. Roman Reigns apparently kicked him off of the WWE tour bus. He said he wields yeah. a mean sword and he kicked him off because nobody likes him. Oh. I think it's cool that Roman Reigns like yeah. runs the roost. He really it's is. His yard. It really is his yard. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a promo point, but I think backstage, in reality, he really is the top guy. That's true. Yeah, and you see that if you if you're ever backstage, you you kind of you get that feeling when you're there, especially during the training sessions, for sure. And yep. Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Shasta Banks is the only other match we haven't talked about. Um, uh, what do you? I Bailey, think this should have been the match anyway. This should have been the match for this for, and it wasn't. Um, if you look at the the SummerSlam poster, uh, you know Bailey Bailey's on that poster. They really were going to go with Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. That was their plan. Sasha possibly with backstage heat or something because she wasn't involved in this until now. Well, I, I'm a little torn here. Just you know, look, it's a replacement. It's a, it's a replacement match. Sasha in the la- uh, putting the match in the last minute because of Bailey's injury. So you would think, okay, well she's just a replacement. They're not going to switch the title to her. But then again, you look at all the media. In New York right now, all the Instagrams, uh, you know, uh, all the uh, public appearances, Sasha is right out in front of every. And people love her, especially in New York. The kids, the, the, the sort of the, the diversity of New York, they love, they love Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks. So I think there's a chance they switch the title here. But Alexa Bliss is just one of it's one. Of, she's one of the best things going in the, in the entire WWE right now. She's got a ton of confidence, and um, uh, yeah. I, I'm sticking with the champ, but I think there's there's a I think there's a chance that Sasha goes over. There are rumors of a Bailey heel turn. Is it possible that Bailey could turn tonight or turn tomorrow night on Sasha? I thought about that, but I, apparently her injury is a little is more serious than you know something where she could interfere in the match and be ready. You know, it's like why would you do that if if, if you can't right. pay it off with Bailey? Uh, you know, a, a couple weeks or a month down the road, but apparently her shoulder injury is a, is a few months away. So um, I 
don't see I don't see interference uh, or an appearance from Bailey though she is super over so it would pop the crowd but um, I just you know it's a Vince thing if you can't pay it off why do it all right the biggest party of the summer is tomorrow SummerSlam we've Mentioned every match, but barely talked about uh, some of them. Should be an interesting night. Is there anything uh, to wrap up our SummerSlam conversation, Andrew? What is one thing you, you hope you see tomorrow night at SummerSlam? That's a good question. I, I would honestly, in my heart of hearts, I would love to see a Paul Heyman turn. I would love to see that plot, you know, be carried out. He turns on Brock, goes with uh, goes with Samoa Joe, and we have our new big monster heel. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to stick to the plan. Brock Lesnar remains champion through WrestleMania. Uh, but anything can happen in the, in the wild world of the WWE. So right. never say never, as they say, all the cliches. I'm throwing out all the cliches here <laughs> on Cerrito Live. But um, I think it's going to be the crowd is going to be the main event yes. of tomorrow. That's yes. the bottom line. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm looking forward to the, to the main event. And um, how over as a baby face would Brock Lesnar be? Everybody would want to. They'd want to see what? him kill everybody. But he's he's if been Heyman one turns, for a month and not been one for a month. Well, no, but I'm thinking that if Heyman turns, right, those he people are going to want him face. to destroy everybody to get to Heyman. But at the same Could time, if he's really leaving after WrestleMania next year, and there's always these rumors that are out there. You, they need to start planning for the future, and they have two people in this match: Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman, who both have have not been watered down yet. Uh, on the main roster, and both could be considered unstoppable forces for years to come in WWE if they want them to be. What is Roman Reigns? Chop liver? Well, you know Roman Reigns. We don't have to discuss him. Like, he's been around. He's already be good. he's already been pushed to the moon. I'm saying yeah. it's their chance with Samoa Joe and Braun, and they can use Brock to elevate them if they uh, so choose to do Or who knows what his contract says. The, <laughs> the problem is Brock without Heyman, with his schedule... I just don't know what you get out of Brock besides him showing up and tearing up the ring, you know, throwing a bunch of suplexes. There's just not much you can do with Brock without Heyman. That's that's always the fatal flaw in any plan where uh, Heyman turns on Brock is it kind of takes, you know, some of the steam away from from Brock. Obviously, he's a monster in the ring, but everything else that goes along with it, the package is what's what's attractive. Having Having the hype man. Uh, with them. All right, uh, we got to let you go, but we don't want to send. We do want to send people to ESPN.com if they haven't checked out. Of course, next week's uh, tomorrow's SummerSlam, but there's a big fight next week. Uh, McGregor Mayweather, and you've got a great story up there. Uh, fantasy yeah, book. Go to my Twitter. You go to my Twitter at Angold A N G E G O L D. It's pinned to my profile. You can see the story. I booked it like a WWE storyline: McGregor versus Mayweather, as if the WWE booked it. It's a really fun story. I appreciate you guys shouting it out. Go read it, it, folks. I loved it. It is great. That's going to be a, a big, a big fight uh, next week. Andrew, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you before whatever the next pay per view is. Who knows what it is? Thanks, guys. I'm coming down to Memphis. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. That's Andrew Goldstein. Follow him at Ainge Gold on Twitter. Read that story about next week's fight, which we'll talk a little bit about next week. Uh, on the show because it'll be fight day next Saturday. But that's it. We're out of time, Dustin. We'll talk to you guys uh, next Saturday. More oh, yeah. pro wrestling talk right here on Sports 86. Until then, I'm Kevin Serio saying so long from high atop Mount Moriah. <laughs>